0: Welcome to The Fourth Dimension with Toby C, where participants dare to disclose bizarre experiences that occur in early recovery, the battle between good and evil, of God and of the occult, the psychic challenges we all encounter when trying to do the right thing. Now, here's Toby.
1: Here's Toby. Better believe it, I'm back. Back with a vengeance. Yeah, this show, like every show, we're going to be talking about a very interesting subject. And the subject is the devil, is evil, is Satan, is whatever you want to call it. And the reason why it's interesting is because we're pulling the covers off you, Satan. Yeah, this this show is a recovery show, and you better believe it. That that recovery is about finding a power greater than ourselves, escaping something called the bondage of self. But I got to tell you, as soon as we hit our bottom, as soon as we are in our most miserable, desperate moment, and we cry out to God to please help us, guess what? If we're not careful, if we've opened ourselves up somehow, unwittingly, to evil, evil is there to, to trip us up. And this show is about evil resistance that many of us encounter in early recovery. I want to welcome our guest today, Lenny V. Lenny, welcome.
2: Thank you for having me, Toby.
1: Absolutely. I never know how to respond to that when people say hi Toby or you know I just uh, I'm just always awestruck that I have a wonderful guest like you in the studio and mm. we're talking about such a delicate delicate subject like the devil. And I got to tell you, don't forget this is not about <laughs> putting the devil front and center, okay? But this is about understanding the figure of evil, understanding the, the figure of, of Satan himself in order that we might have some relevance in, in understanding the figure of God. See, the biggest trick, the biggest trick that the devil ever played on humanity was convincing the world that he didn't exist. And today we're going to be talking about evil experiences that Lenny V had in early recovery. And lo and behold, her early recovery might be earlier than she thinks. In fact, you know, we did have a little, little advantage of of kind of doing some banter before the show, right, Lenny? Yes. Tell yes. You. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, why don't you describe to us? Um, what you feel was your was your low was your was your real bottom what do you think your real bottom was describe it was it um, was it when you get a divorce was it when the economy collapsed was it when you're you know what happened man you know just describe it in general the graphic detail for us Lenny.
2: I think that when I first entered in a recovery program, I was resistant to getting the help that I needed because I didn't think that I had a problem. So I believe that when I entered and wanted to accept trying to help myself through a program, things started to unfold. It was kind of a discovery. There it is. in itself
1: so you really didn't even know <clears throat> that you had hit your bottom until you got into a recovery program and somebody pointed out hey Linny, guess what <laughs> Welcome to your bottom. Do you think that's really what happened possibly that yeah, you know, it was
2: it yeah. was like a it was like a flower that was unbloom really? unbloomed flower right yeah. so you've got this bloom that is ready you know and then all of a sudden as you enter the recovery program, the flower starts to
1: open, open up. up. Oh yeah, yeah. Maybe that opening up of the flower is a metaphor for the open mind.
2: Yeah. Exactly. And so, by the
1: way, and by the way, the open mind is a close cousin to imagination. The imagination is a close cousin to faith. Uh, and God, a loving God of our understanding, is is about the open mind. So let me ask you this. The narrow mind, Lenny V, the narrow mind, contempt mm-hmm. ignorant contempt prior to investigation. Is that a loving God?
2: No, no but this is, is this mind- is my experience. Yeah, okay, my experience is that my experience is that we well, I don't want to use the word we, but for me, um, Most of my life, you're used to guarding yourself. We put ourselves, or I put myself in a box to guard myself because I don't want to either get hurt, I don't want to unfold my dirty laundry in front of people. Uh, So when you go to a program and you don't know what to expect, you're talking about yourself and things that are personal. How
1: interesting. Do you know what you're describing, Lenny V? What? You're describing a leap of faith. Exactly. That's what you're describing. Right. That's what happens at the bottom when we enter in recovery, we we become as open-minded to conviction and as willing to listen as only the dying can be. It's a, It was a real leap of faith. You were really suffering there, weren't you, before you came into recovery? What recovery program did you happen to come into?
2: It's a Coda program.
1: What, what does Coda stand for? I mean,
2: Codependency Anonymous.
1: Codependence Anonymous, A.K.A. Coda, C-O-D-A. Yes. And um, so that was the moment that you realized that you had arrived at your bottom. You didn't. You, you I didn't used, know
2: it was my bottom. I mean, so it took me a while to realize. Interesting. Where, where you know, I just—it's oh, letting go. Yeah, I had to let go how, how, in order for it to like.
1: How fascinating, though, as we mash out Lenny V's bottom. See, at the bottom, I believe, and I've discovered, and it was my experience, at the bottom is where we become as open-minded to conviction as, and as willing to listen as only the dying can be. That's the moment that we can open up our minds and our hearts to God, right? It's at the bottom where we scream out and say, God, help me, right? It's at the bottom. Right. So you were denied experiencing that bottom you were swirling around the drain right lenny v but you never got to the bottom is it possible that the devil or satan or something evil kept you from experiencing the bottom where god was waiting for you what do you think
2: that's possible because i think i think i think that When you're going through these cycles of confusion um, spiraling down, maybe it's like, wow, this is really bad. I'm going through this trial in my life. And, you know, how am I going to make it through this? Um, Could be like I've had this long relationship for a long time. You know, for me, it was, you know, being married for a long time Mm -hmm. and then getting a divorce. So when you go through these uh, pitfalls, and it's a pitfall. You know, it's it's like some unknown void of what's going to hey, happen to me. Hey,
1: check it out. How about if we just consider it one one revolution around the drain as we're <laughs> circling the drain. It's terrible. Trying to hit the bottom. It's terrible. Hey, by the way, if you're just joining us in the middle of this long segment my name is toby c the name of the show is called the fourth dimension and we talk about evil resistance that so many of us encounter in early recovery and we're here today with lenny v who is talking about really hitting her bottom in codependency there it is you ended up in in coda you didn't abuse alcohol or drugs or anything to to the extent that it be, that your life was unmanageable, but you experienced some form of, an, of personal insanity, didn't you?
2: Yeah, it's an addiction of misunderstanding. You can have an addiction to different things: um, addiction to not understanding and spinning, and you know, worrying. Worrying is an addiction.
1: Oh, wait a second! I think I just heard a spontaneous utterance. Mm. So you had a, an addiction to understanding things.
2: The under the unknown. The unknown, like, were, like this could happen, that could happen, and that's that's a condition that wasn't you it, wasn't develop it, early in your childhood. Wasn't I, that
1: exciting, Lenny, to to not know really what's coming around the corner, the big surprise? I mean, come on, the element of surprise—it's a rite of passage when we're growing up. Who doesn't like a good surprise, right? <laughs> yeah.
2: It's, who doesn't, right? Who but, doesn't like I mean, a good
1: surprise? This
2: surprise was a little strange. It's a strange <laughs> surprise. I would have liked to have known this a lot earlier in my what, life to avoid what, what you surprise, know, the discomfort of certain what things. What
1: surprise are you talking about, Lenny e. V? Um,
2: the surprise of, of awareness.
1: There you go. The surprise, the surprise of, of, of being aware of how unmanageable your life was and you were denied this awareness until you finally hit bottom. And thank God you were able to get into some group program where there was like-minded people that said, Hey, you know something? You're not alone, Lenny. You know, stick around here. And um, how long have you been in CODA for?
2: Uh, religiously, I would say over a year. Okay. And it it takes going. It takes dedication. And it, it's, it's a little for me it was discouraging at first because i was like not understanding how this was going to really make a big difference in my life but
1: so you had a lot of skepticism
2: Oh, absolutely! Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Was the skepticism? Was that God or was that the devil? It
2: was more of the devil.
1: There you go. That's what I yeah. wanted to hear. It was
2: more of, of it's not you know how you're is this in, really going to work no, for me? Yeah, you're judge- so you were in. It's going to take so. long. You were in
1: judgment, weren't you? You were in judgment. That's what skepticism is. Of course. Skepticism is, is, what's wrong with this situation instead of, what's right with this situation? What do you think? Yeah. Yeah. But uh, well, but for some reason you stuck with it and. Yeah. You know, I happen to be a Well, because uh, you, when
2: you go into it, you feel like you're in the land of misfit toys. <laughs> <laughs> so so then you got to get over it and say, "You know what? I think everybody's in the land of misfit toys and we all just need to find a cure."
1: Yeah. You
2: know, for we to, ourselves. We need to find
1: the right toys. The right we toys. need to find the right sandbox. And we need to find the right playmates.
2: Right, exactly. Looking
1: for love in all the wrong places, and we end up in CODA. Hey, Toby happens to know a little bit about CODA, too. And, you know, Mm -hmm. codependence is a deeply rooted compulsive behavior. It is born out of our sometimes moderately, sometimes extremely dysfunctional family systems. We attempted to use others as our sole source of identity, value, well-being, and as a way of trying to restore our emotional losses. When we come back with Lenny V, we're going to be talking about some of her insane, evil um, experiences and escapades while she was circling the drain, heading to the bottom. But she didn't really know it, see? It's called denial. Oh, and so many of us have tasted the sweet wine of denial, man. And 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 there it is and, and by the way once we peel back you know this layer of the onion uh, it might be interesting to know that not only did God do for us what we couldn't do for ourselves but but when we weren't paying attention Satan was there to trip us up baby right Lenny yes that's all right. Okay, we're going to be right back, and Lenny's going to start mashing out some ghost stories here on the Fourth Dimension, and I'm your host, Toby C. Be right back.
2: All right.
0: imagination to take us places we might be afraid to go you are entering the fourth dimension with toby c there is no such thing as coincidences here's toby
1: you know satan can't make you bad he'll make you busy baby oh yeah you know it's called denial it's called distraction right license session you know when we're circling the drain, Lenny, right? We were talking about circling the drain. Yeah. There's a lot going on, and we don't see all the sickness and the insanity, do we? No, when you we're can't circling see the drain. it.
2: You're blinded by it. Yeah.
1: So, Lenny, why don't you go ahead and take us back to your earliest memories of, of codependent illness. Let's talk about it.
2: Well... That's interesting that you mentioned that, because I really thought that most of my uh, trauma was from a failed marriage, something that went south. And then I realized by going to, into a recovery group, a coda recovery group, like I said, for me, it was like a, a blossom, you know, that hadn't bloomed yet, and then slowly the bloom was unfolding or, and, you know, showing itself. It was blooming, right? So I believe with me, uh, the discovery came about when I, sp- I heard other people speak about their childhood. And then I started to think, is that really where, my, where it really started? It started a lot earlier because I had these, these like, things that were bothering me. And I couldn't put my finger on it, but the more I went to recovery, the more I realized, and I dug in by reading the literature, mm-hmm. and I was like, wow, this is incredible. I've made a new discovery and a new discovery. And it just like, it was like, that's why I do what I do. Or that's the reason why, you know, this happens to me because of, it." and it's, it's what you grew up with.
1: So we get all the answers to why if we really apply ourselves in recovery. But in CODA, it says, remember that codependency is a deeply rooted compulsive behavior that's born out of our sometimes moderately, sometimes extremely dysfunctional family systems. And there it was. And you heard people talking about their dysfunctional family systems. And you finally were able to go back in time and actually put your finger on on some dysfunctional family origins to your unhealthy codependency. Describe that for us.
2: Well, I never thought that I married somebody like my father, but it seemed like I I, ended up having chosen a man that you know, was a, that wanted to lead and I wanted him to lead me. So, I, in a, in a sense, chose someone uh, you know, to marry uh, and that was a very strong personality,
1: so, like my father. Okay, Lenny, so what you're describing is you were, you were button-holed and stereotyped into a certain type of behavior uh, and, and pattern in your family um, because of some, some conditioning from your father. Correct. All right. That's what we're talking about. And the conditioning from your father was that there's a place for the man and there's a place for the woman. Correct? Correct. All right. But
2: I had my own idea of how, you know, I wanted to live my life. I certainly didn't want to be controlled by somebody else. Although I did, you know, have these gender role, ideal roles, you know, like everything's going to be beautiful and it's all going to be like, you know, white picket fence and rose garden and blah blah blah.
1: So you're okay. You're actually pretty happy to go ahead and adapt to that particular role. Were you not? Yes. Okay, so yes. you were okay with it. But maybe you weren't. You know, Lenny, you know, maybe maybe you told yourself that that I am, but you know, we also talked about there was there was something envious and evil going on deep down inside you early on wasn't there there is something envious and evil going on deep down inside wasn't it and what was that envy pointed toward or who was that envy pointed toward
2: it was pointed towards me no it was
1: pointed toward men oh (laughs) look at your notes (laughs) Um, well, okay. Okay. So, so there it is. You had something called male envy, if you will. There was something you were angry about toward men, and we talked about that earlier. And it was because of growing up in this, you know, Peruvian uh, machismo uh, household, and uh, and being told where your place was uh, in the, the the family hierarchy, yeah. and you accepted that. But deep down inside you didn't, did you? No. Say you know and, and, and maybe at the time you didn't know it, but recovery gave you a chance to go back and look at that, didn't it?
2: Of course, yeah. Uh. I I it I it was if it wasn't for recovery, I wouldn't have discovered a lot of uh you know, things that happened in my childhood that really affected me today.
1: All right. We didn't get a chance to mash out a ghost story, but but, but we got ghost stories coming out of Linny V here on the fourth dimension with Toby C. The ghost stories are the satanic, evil, devilish, bizarre experiences that we encounter when we want to get better, even if we don't know how bad things are getting. Right when we're swirling and circling around the, the busy drain of life. Remember, if Satan can't make you bad, he'll make you busy, baby, and keep you in denial. We're going to be right back with Lenny V.
3: If you enjoy our message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com.
0: Making sense out of nonsense. Making you as curious and uncomfortable as possible with the truth. You've landed in the fourth dimension with Toby C.
1: Hey, just keep mindful that the devil doesn't want us to recognize him or it. The devil doesn't want us to... To blame him on all the insanity that's going on. The devil wants us to blame him, her, our parents, our children, it, God, ourselves, right, Lenny? Yeah. Doesn't want us to to give credit where credit is due. Isn't that funny? We often blame ourselves. We're so hard on ourselves. Are you are are you kind of hard on yourself, Lenny? Of course. Well, of course we are, man, especially when we're at the bottom, we're trying to get sober. But you know something? Listen, don't give yourself so much credit for all these failures, okay? <laughs> you had some help, <laughs> right? We, we Absolutely. Really did. We did. So, Lenny, describe describe what was going on. You, um, uh, Like so many of us, you had the opportunity to move back in with your parents in early recovery when you first, you know, hit your bottom finally, mm-hmm. and you started to, to uh, you know, to get a grip. Describe describe what was going on, you know, in, in the dysfunctional family household when you moved back in temporarily to, to try to just get a handle on, on, on all the insanity that was swirling around you. Describe it to us.
2: Well, I'll cut to the chase. I ended up moving in with my parents um, due to, you know, let's put it this way, COVID, Um, brought me back to my parents. uh, And my daughter had moved in to my parents and my son had moved in there too. Mm -hmm. And it was supposed to be a temporary thing. And then we thought, okay, well, we're, you know, now it's been close to a year. Um, But what I did discover was how dysfunctional my, I felt like I was 10 years old living with my parents again because they never really thought of me as adult as an adult, so
1: did it take you right back to your childhood? there it immediately, is immediately uh, immediately
2: it was uh-huh. it was it was so such a weird experience for me because i I had i I was so frustrated that they were treating me like I was either the same age as my as my, my kids, my adult children, or, you know, or they were just treating me like a child, you know, so, um, but it was really bad because my father is in, you know, his late eighties and my mother is just turned 90. And I, I didn't realize how escalated their personalities had become. They are experiencing, Signs of dementia, Toby. And senility. Oh yeah, I mean they are experiencing signs of of deterioration, and I, it's a very sad process, and a lot of women don't know how to deal with this. A lot of people, I shouldn't say just women. It just like it, every, mm-hmm. I.
1: It's confusing. It's isn't a it? very
2: confusing. And it and makes you sad. It's, you it's, cry. There it
1: is. So it's sad. It's confusing. It's confusing. It's insane. Exactly. Uh, it's frustrating. Right. Hey, let me ask you this, Linny: Is that the devil or is that God?
2: Oh, it's definitely a darker force absolutely it's a darker force because it's not
1: good and and it hurts you it makes you sad right you're not happy joyous and free when you're in that household are you
2: no but
1: who is right i had the opportunity to move back you know at the very bottom too and you know like so many of us And, and by the way what you're describing is also maybe this this awareness of just how not well our parents are and maybe how not well our parents were way back when, although we didn't know it at the time, you know, they're still our parents. You know, yeah, the senility, the dementia, all that, but but still acting out with this crazy, insane behavior. Come on, don't you see some similarities to, to, you know, way back when? Yes?
2: Yes. And so, I mean, nothing can really prepare you for something like this, other than the fact that when I did join a recovery group, I got to hear other people and how they were dealing with their elderly parents. And so they would express a maybe a problem that they had and this is what happened this week and this is you know and and this is how I resolved the problem. And that was the ticket for me because I was like, wow, this person did this and I'm going to try that. So you get these little nuggets of good information and you, so you're like, you like, I'm going to try this, you know, with right. my mom or my dad. So, what you're
1: describing, Lenny, is you're describing practicing love and tolerance yes. of your parents.
2: Exactly. And,
1: and let me ask you does God or does the devil want you to practice love and tolerance of your parents?
3: Well, God does. God of does.
1: Um, and who or what? wants you to be impatient and intolerant and cruel to your parents the devil absolutely and it's easy to be impatient and intolerant and frustrated and cruel isn't it when we're right in the midst of that insanity we're right back there right yes hey let me ask you this lenny is it possible that you know that that you know moving back in with your parents because of circumstances and whatever okay was part of your bottom, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, maybe, maybe you weren't finished. Maybe God wasn't finished testing you with uh, with this insanity.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: You know. Um,
2: well, you know. And, there's. And by,
1: and by the way, you know. There, there's there's a silver lining here, you know, moving in with the parents is, is very difficult in early recovery and that was my experience but, but my goodness, at least you have somebody who loves you and is paying attention to you and is caring for you and is giving you some shelter and some attention cost what it may, right? The, You know, and there's a big price to pay for some of that, those creature comforts, isn't there?
2: Yes. You well, you know, what movie really struck me um, and I'm going to Say this briefly, but *Gone with the Wind*. There was a scene in *Gone with the Wind* where you know the, the the father goes insane, and you know so Scarlett's favorite line throughout the whole movie is, "I can't think about that today. I'll think about that tomorrow."
1: <laughs> I can't think about that today. I'll think about, <laughs> about that, that tomorrow, tomorrow. But
2: she was always very positive in her, you know, like I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna get through this. I'm gonna be tough and you know, and, and the thing is that that's what recovery has done for me. It's taught me that you can, you know, you have, if anything, if you can't get through your parents, because here I am dealing with, an, you know, two older parents that aren't going to get, they don't know what CODA is. They don't care about what CODA is, you know, they're, they're, but I'm trying to find solutions for myself. So if I can find nuggets to get me through and, you know, coping skills. And I have support. Um, I have a support group and my support group understands, Hey, you need, you want to, you know, like I have a girlfriend that probably said,
1: okay. You know- Back on, on the topic mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. of evil resistance and early recovery. You're living or you were living at home Yeah. for a brief period, but man, it was an intense period. Your children were there. Did you have any evil experiences while you were living there um,
2: absolutely
1: didn't your didn't your son have a car accident? Why don't you describe that lenny? you know why don't you describe um where God or where Satan was you know, and it's not so important to describe this your son and to describe this accident as much as it's important to describe how it affected you how it affected your emotional well-being how it affected your spiritual growth how it affected your codependency go ahead and mash it out and describe that for us and if you want to get into the details it's fine go for it
2: well i think um going back to your original question on how you know it when i moved into you know to to be with my parents, uh, and my kids were all in, you know, my two uh, adult children were there too. Uh, there was, we were experiencing some growing pains. Um, you know, having four people, yeah, well, five people, I'm sorry, five people under one roof, um, is difficult because you're dealing with different personalities and, you know, uh, May my son might say, Hey, you know, grandpa's doing this, like that's kinda not normal, you know? Or there's just different like
1: there's always gonna be weird, bizarre things. Weird things but, happening but, and
2: there's like stress and anger and Lenny, frustration. Lenny. And, yeah.
1: We're running out of time for this segment, but we might catch in this. But I want you to I want you to mash out a couple of gotchas, a couple of surprises a couple of things that just knocked the wind out of you, a couple of things that terrified you to your core, that that were brought about and delivered on a silver platter, not from a loving God of your understanding, but by something evil, by something sinister that wanted to hurt you.
2: Yeah, well, my son's gotten in a couple of car accidents, and one was with a friend, and he was driving, and basically, you know, they got in a really bad car crash, and I saw the car, and it was just completely totaled. Um, where it was smashed down. I mean, they shouldn't have lived. Then he had another situation, same thing. So, as a mother, and your happened, heart drops. Excuse and me. You,
1: what happened in the second situation, same thing?
2: The second situation was horrible because the car was totaled and they could have died.
1: Did anybody? No? Okay.
2: So, um, it was... There's a lot of events that have occurred uh, that have been very difficult to, you know, talk about um, without having some kind of effect on our family. Um, and.
1: All right, Lenny, when we come back, I'm not going to let this one go. And I know, I know you're reluctant to do this, but there was a fatality involved in one of these, these accidents and and it shook you and your family and your sanity to the core when we come back i want you to describe i want you to describe the vibration that was in your household after this after this accident okay i want you to describe uh, the fear that you experienced and the uncertainty I want you to describe the the codependency and how you were, and how you were feeling the pain and the fear. That, that maybe your your son or your daughter, or your parents were feeling. It was a vibration. It was it was evil. It wasn't good. It wasn't God. And it was meant to to suck the spirit out of the household. What do you think, Lenny? You think when we come back, you can you can mash that out for us before the... Before we wrap up this first hour try, i know you will i know you will thank you all right we're going to be right back with lenny v and toby c we're mashing it out it's going to get thick it's going to get dark it's going to get evil when we talk about evil experiences that we have in early recovery that suck the wind and the spirit and the will out of us to want to get better we'll be right back with lenny v
0: feeling a little uncomfortable then you're right where you belong in the fourth dimension with Toby C
1: Okay, wrapping up hour 1 with Lenny V gearing yeah. up for hour 2 Here we go All right Lenny, okay, so here's the deal. It's a short segment while we wind up hour 1, but you got to tell us about this event that happened in your early recovery when you were living at home with your parents and your children were there, Mm -hmm. your adult children, you're all kind of in the same insane household, just trying to, you know, you know, you know, get life started on the right track again. Right. And something really evil, something really unusual happened. Describe it for us, Lenny.
2: Well, it was winter and, uh, My son and his friends uh, decided that they were going to go for, you know, a nice, they just were, you know, trying to do something. They were bored. So they wanted to go see the new snow that came down from, you know, the hill, whatever. So they decided that they were going to go for a ride. And uh, they went for a ride, just a really nice, you know, drive up uh, the hill To see some snow, and uh, it was snowing, lightly snowing, roads were a little wet. Um, By the time they got there, you know, the roads were, you know, damp. Uh, And then on the way back down, after they had been there for a while, um, there was an accident. And uh, there was a fatality that happened. Very difficult to talk about. It was uh, it, I was asleep and another brother had given me a call and I didn't hear the phone. Um, evidently my son and um, another friend that was in the car, uh, they were in the hospital. they were admitted to the hospital um, to check injuries and to, you know, check everything. To make sure that there was no drug-related or alcohol-related situation had occurred, Um, firefighters were there on the scene, uh, and one person out of three did not make it. So,
1: all right. So we're talking about an accident. You know, kids, you know, going for a little joyride. Wanted to go check out the snow. Coming back, no drugs or alcohol. It was all. A, it was pretty safe and sane trip. I mean, who knows what kids are doing? But bottom line is, uh, it was an accident. It was free of drugs and alcohol, and uh, and and a mistake was made uh, somehow, or maybe it was a matter of circumstances. Who knows? Um, maybe the was. Well, speed I do know. Was, maybe, I
2: know exactly what happened. What happened? Well, uh, the person that was in the car had, you know, explained. Hey, you know, this is. You know we just wanted to go see the first snow we you know talked um your son into driving us and you know he didn't he's just like uh he didn't really want to go uh but he was talked into it and you know it was all in a, a, just a nice like early let's go see the first snowfall you know come on you know will you please you know drive blah blah, blah right so um so It was explained to me by, you know, the person that uh, was in the car that both her and the other party who didn't make it um, were encouraging uh, him to drive over there. And um, they were really excited about going. And it was a very innocent situation. Um, And, you know, the, the roads were wet. And it was the first wet, you know, road, you know, condition in the season. And as you know, sometimes that's not a favorable thing uh, for tires. But the tires were brand new. I get it.
1: I get it. So we had an accident. Your son was driving. Somebody died. Right? Yeah. You know, all the the circumstances surrounding the, you know, why he drove and all that. Just it is what it is. But it didn't stop there, did it? It no. wasn't. It wasn't just considered an accident by some people, was it? Somebody passed away. Somebody died. Somebody lost a child, and all of a sudden, it was no longer an accident, was it, Lenny? All of a sudden, it was something much more personal and severe and traumatic, right? Absolutely.
2: Yeah. Well, the thing is that <clears throat> when you have uh, there was there was no blame associated. Nobody was pointing the finger at anyone. Um, there was, a, right away, you know, I had a mother come up to me and say, you know, my daughter was there. She was a witness. You know, your son, your son did yeah. nothing wrong. All right, You're, hold,
1: uh, hold that thought. We're wrapping it up here, hour one with Lenny V. When we come back for hour two, here on the fourth dimension, I'm going to drag out this ghost story out of her, okay? One way or another. But the ghost story is really... Really the evil resistance that Linny encountered when she was trying to get better in this particular episode, this accident, this event, was just one of many uh evil experiences that were meant to to discourage Linny from getting better. How about that? We're gonna be right back with Linny V for hour two here on the fourth dimension, and I'm your host, Toby C.
3: then please visit us at itmtoby.com.
0: Welcome to the Fourth Dimension with Toby C., where participants dare to disclose bizarre experiences that occur in early recovery. The battle between good and evil, of God and of the occult the psychic challenges we all encounter when trying to do the right thing. Now, here's Toby.
1: Hour two, with Lenny D, Lenny D, hour two. (laughs) Ah, okay, she stopped crying. Hey, uh, it's the Fourth Dimension, and I'm your host, Toby C. And um, we're mashing it out here with Lenny, and Lenny doesn't like mashing it out. She'd rather talk about butterflies and unicorns. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. She doesn't want to talk about the devil, but she will um, reluctantly. Yes. She will. You know. And, and all we're trying to do here, gang, is we're trying to take a calm, objective look back in time. Uh, and, and the look back may not have been that far back at, uh, at, at our attempts to get better and that there was something evil lurking in the shadows that just didn't want us to get better. And the big answer to why why we didn't see it is maybe we were just too distracted, you know, swirling around the drain on the way to the bottom. And now that we've hit our bottom and we're in recovery, we can take a calm objective look back at at, you know, at the devil. And why do we want to look at the devil? Well, one of the reasons why we want to look at the devil is is so that we can make the relevance of god more important and less abstract see if there's no devil if there's no evil Linny, then we don't need a god right what That's do you think right. you well know?
2: the way that the devil didn't like me is that i got a drain stopper so the drain stopper actually helped me The drain stopper helped me when I went in Dakota.
1: There you go. Uh, She's talking about circling the drain and hitting the bottom. And then I got the drain stopper. And then she got the drain stopper. Oh, I like that. I like that. So here's the deal. And something so many of us can relate to, you know, moving back uh with the parents because of circumstances, you know, from a you know, just a change in in our relationships, or a change in jobs, or change in the world, whatever. But there's something swirling around the the household that's evil. That doesn't want you to get better, Lenny. You know, and and again, we were talking about this. Is it possible that that Satan was using the circumstances involving your? Your child's activity, to mess with your head and to hurt you, absolutely, absolutely. So, in a general way, describe the energy in this household. Is it a is it a healthy energy? Is it an unhealthy energy? What's going on? Describe this. Is it a is it an, an energy of hope? is it an energy of despair? I'm not talking about today. I'm talking about in the very beginning when things were really hitting the wall and frustrating and hopeless. What do you think?
2: Yeah, I think think when, you know, you have different life circumstances and, you know, COVID has been kind of a monkey wrench in our society. And what has driven that fear? The fear of what is going on in the world? And why is this happening to our planet? And, you know, so when this first came out, do you remember when people were coming off the plane and they were just, you know,
1: dodging bullets? Wait a second. What you're touching on here is fear. Okay. Fear. Fear is the, is the devil. Fear is Satan. Okay. And you had fear in your household With your parents and with your adult children that were living in this household of five people, there was fear and fear was the devil and fear, the fear you were experiencing Lenny V was being transmuted to you through your son, through the things that were happening to your son. It is what it is. Okay. You know, things happen, man. Okay. But, but his lifestyle and the experiences that he was having and the adventures that he was experiencing, good and bad, were having an effect on you, weren't they, Lenny? Yes. Absolutely. It's called codependency, by the way. Mm-hmm. Duh. Mm-hmm. That's why we're in CODA, right? Right. Yeah.
2: <sighs> well.
1: Describe the insanity. Describe the fear. You know, describe describe how it made you feel. My
2: parents were already fearful of their lifestyle changing because of their age and because my father's desire to control different things that he couldn't control anymore. And my, you know, my having to try and make sense out of why I was there and why, you know, how we were going to keep order in this household um, and sanity. So... Then you got, you know, two... I love it. Wait, hold that thought.
1: Sanity and order in the household, you're talking about calm, aren't you? You're talking about really keeping things calm Mm -hmm. and peaceful. Yeah. But they weren't that way, were they?
2: No, because there were different things that affected the household. Certain energy affected the household at different times. And so when you have different dynamics coming in with different circumstances that happen, you know, um, and you're having to deal with these, you know, feelings, um, and how, you know, somebody's energy is affecting you. Um, it's an impacting experience.
1: I love it. Hold that thought. You know what you were just describing? Feeling our feelings. There it is, you know, and in recovery, a lot of us discovered that that not only were we in denial of our feelings, mm-hmm. but a lot of us use drugs and alcohol to mask and overcome feeling our feelings, right? Yeah. And so we take away drugs, we take away alcohol, we become aware of codependent behavior, and all of a sudden we start to feel. You were starting to feel, weren't you, Lenny? For the first time in a long time, you were feeling real feelings in that household. They were raw and they were real, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Go and describe, describe, describe how your, your, let's just. It was your son. It wasn't your daughter. It was your son's lifestyle, and and he's allowed to live his own life and do his own thing. All right. Mm-hmm. He's a man. Yeah. But what was happening to him was having an effect on you.
2: Well, different. And the household. That, right. Um, I wouldn't necessarily blame him for every single feeling that I have that's negative although that he does change the vibe at t- certain times because of his
1: lifestyle. Hold that thought. I got to interject. I wouldn't blame him for every you know, negative feeling that I'm having. By the way, we don't blame him. We don't blame her. Is it possible, Lenny, mm-hmm. that the devil was trying to make you feel bad? Right. It wasn't his behavior and what he was doing. He was just living life, man. Right. He didn't. He don't. He didn't do anything to, to to intentionally hurt you.
2: Well, this is the hard part for me. Like this was the hard part, trying to understand that I, I didn't realize that my feelings were actually a responsibility. I'm responsible for feeling the way that I'm feeling because I control how I feel.
1: Precisely.
2: So. So in recovery they you know you're you really learn by your awareness in the program
1: That's fine. Now is it possible that your feelings were being altered and you were being made to feel bad because the devil was using people and circumstances to hurt you there right. it is and there that's the ghost story Lenny
2: well here's here's my what I didn't what I wasn't aware of is that I wasn't aware of the devil I wasn't aware of the devil and thank what you. enmeshment was
1: thank you and is not enmeshment uh, another uh, fancy term for codependency Yeah. isn't codependency is that the devil or is that God
2: well, it's not.
1: It's not it's good. It's not
2: holy. It's
1: not good. It's not holy. It, it ain't gonna. It ain't gonna help you uh, cultivate healthy relationships with people, is it?
2: No, but that's where the that's awareness the devil. comes in. Thank
1: you. The awareness. But, just, but how about just saying, Lenny, that I'm aware of of evil now. I'm not aware, and I have all this wisdom of of codependency. Are you more aware of evil, and evil being able to be be transmuted? through the behaviors and the events and adventures of other people, especially people that are close to you. Yes right. or no? Yes. Absolutely. Yeah. So there it is. There's your ghost story. Your ghost story is that the devil was using your family, namely your son, to create this codependent ameshment. You were vicariously living his, his trauma. Okay? You are already acting out you know, what's going to happen in court or with the insurance companies. It's, it's not even your, your affair and you're so into it. Was that God or was that the devil?
2: It was not a holy entity that is a friendly, uh, like I'm not saying, oh, this is great. This is, you All know, right, wonderful. So
1: that's Lenny's way is... of saying Satan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's Lenny's.
2: I don't like to say the S word. No. I know you
1: don't. I know you don't. Or the D
2: word. Hey, hey, by the
1: way, I get it. And and that suits the devil just fine.
2: No, I believe that he does exist. You, but, With but, but good he, there is evil.
1: Yeah, but but he doesn't want you to but he wants you to blame him or her or it mm-hmm. or yourself. Right. Or God. Lenny, you ever said God damn it? Rarely. Yeah. You know, <laughs> well you know what? You're blaming God. And that's what the devil wants you to do too. The devil wants you to blame God. The devil wants you to blame anybody but himself. Mm -hmm. And there it is. So your ghost story is the insanity transmuted through the geriatric senility of your older parents that you have trouble tolerating and adapting to, but you know it's the right thing to do, to love them and to and to tolerate their 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 growth, their age, their senility. God willing we're gonna be there someday. But it's not easy, is it? Intolerance and fear,
2: you yeah. Know, I think a lot of we've <clears throat> there's a lot of tools today that we didn't have as a society, and I I I wouldn't have known, um, I wouldn't have understood, or basically had this awareness of the devil of Okay. See, of I'm going devil. to interject
1: it every of, time.
2: Of of of, of Yeah, but here's the thing too. There's a <laughs> not, Okay, I know the program it. is about the devil uh, not and the evil start, and the evil stuff that's going on, but but there is a good side oh, to there recovery. Is. So there the recovery there, there portion is. is like right. And
1: that ain't this show, okay. baby. All right. This show's, This shows the dark side. Oh, the dark side. When we come back, we have another ghost story from Lenny involving earlier than what she thought was her bottom. You know, it was her life. This is your life, Lenny V. And she did have some interesting, bizarre experiences that looking back, you know, maybe, maybe the devil was uh, dancing around. What do you think, Lenny? Yeah, she's shaking her head. Oh yeah, here we come. Be right back, Lenny B, B. I'm Toby C, this is The Fourth Dimension, talking about evil resistance and early recovery.
0: Imagination to take us places we might be afraid to go. You are entering the fourth dimension with Toby C. There is no such thing as coincidences. Here's Toby.
1: All right, listen, we're here with Linny D. Getting ready to mash out another ghost story. And hey, don't forget that the fourth dimension can be construed or defined as a higher level of planular thinking. All we're trying to do in this show is open up our mind to the possible existence of evil that was present, although we didn't know it at the time because we were too distracted, you know? But but the evil was there, and now we can calmly and objectively go back and, and identify that, yeah, maybe there was something going on. What do you think, Lenny V? You know, um, you had a... You had somebody uh, that you spent a great deal of your life with and uh, you parted ways like so many of us do, right? And, um, and he just kept popping up, didn't he? Lenny, describe this. Describe the dynamics of, um, of, of what was going on and, um you know, these encounters with your ex, these unexpected encounters with your ex, and how it affected you. Well,
2: to put it simply,
1: it's called narcissism,
2: and it's been around for decades since man started, put his first foot on the earth. So,
1: it's, Well, anyway, we all have a little bit of narcissism, but, um, you know we're not here to put down your ex that's why he's your ex okay you wanted freedom from this man okay you wanted separation that's why we separate we move on okay yet you didn't get that freedom and that separation did you Lenny describe it
2: well if he he was actually not telling me that he didn't want he, he didn't act like he wanted to part ways he still had me keep kept me on a, you know, on a thread, um, giving me hope that our family was still going to be, you know, together. And that, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't what I thought. And I'm like, well, what do I think? What do you think I think? I I think you don't want me to, I I don't think you, I, I don't think you think that we're supposed to be together. I'm like, well, that's what you clearly are showing me is that you don't, want a family. Oh no, I want my family with you. So he was in denial and it kept me in denial. And -hmm. that's why it got, that's why it took
1: so long to get the divorce. Yes. Okay. So you finally got the divorce and uh, you've hit bottom and you left you penniless and you moved back in with your parents. And under the circumstances, your adult children moved back in with you. And it's now time to, to move on with your life and, and put that chapter behind you. But it's, it's, it's difficult to close that chapter, isn't it, Lenny? Sure. Absolutely. And um, it's not his fault. It's just its circumstances. I mean, you've had a few encounters with this man since you've been divorced. Um, and um, what you thought was bad timing or a coincidence um, may really have been the work of the devil. The devil you know, gave you these unusual, hurtful encounters um, for the purpose of, of, of hurting you. Describe these unusual, unexpected encounters with your ex and, and how they affected you. Go ahead and describe them.
2: Oh, there's so many. I can't even put my finger the on it. <laughs> the two and
1: best ones. And by keeping the names uh, general. Mm-hmm. But go ahead. Come on. Mash one out. Come on. Okay. Um,
2: when he had a, a woman friend attack me on a hill.
1: <laughs> okay.
2: I was hiking with him and we were getting along and uh, we were sh- going to meet my daughter uh, for a coffee or to go to lunch. And I'm coming off, you know, hiking the hill and this insane, crazy person comes and jumps jumps me Mm -hmm. and starts pulling my hair and cursing me out and my husband because he was still my husband at the time had to pull her off of me Mm. and she proceeded to pull his pants off
1: (laughs) (laughs) was was this the devil or was this god
2: Oh, the devil was inside of her for sure.
1: <laughs> there you go. There's a yeah. ghost story. There you go. So, well, first of all, we're going to be right back because we're getting ready to, to uh, head to the bottom of the hour here. But how interesting—you hadn't been divorced, but of course, he's been seeing somebody else, right? You know, the oldest—you uh, know—trick in the book. I'm getting a divorce. I'm getting a divorce with the mistress. You know, anyway, she. Well, went like, I you.
2: couldn't remember if she was. Actually mad at me, or she was mad at the new. She probably uh, mad at, the at new him. No, she had. He had some. He was sporting some new hiking pants, and <laughs> she was pissed off that she paid for him, so she had to rip him off his bottom. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I love it. We're gonna be right back with Linny B. <laughs> uh, that was kind of an unexpected ghost story. <laughs> hey, the name of the show is called The Fourth Dimension with Toby C. And we talk about evil resistance that so many of us encounter in early recovery. And man, that was a doozy. I bet the next segment's gonna be even better, huh? Maybe. Maybe. Stand by, here we come.
0: Making sense out of nonsense. Making you as curious and uncomfortable as possible with the truth. You've landed in the fourth dimension with Toby C. The fourth
1: dimension with Toby C. Talking with Lenny V. Going to mash out a couple of more ghost stories. Hey, and right now, you know, we're talking about her ex. And it's not about throwing her ex under the bus and, 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 you know, relationships work. Some of them don't work. You know, it is what it is. But, but, but this, this, this separation, if you will, it lingered on, didn't it? It lingered. Uh, the separation started long before maybe you actually physically separated. Mm -hmm. Um, but it just, the whole thing just kind of lingered and, um, and, and you did have some evil experiences in the insanity of uh, of trying to make a healthy separation for, for the benefit of all. Describe a l- little bit more.
2: I think um, I had a really difficult time wrapping my head around um, the reality of what was going on at the time. And there were different circumstances that arose um, throughout the years, and, you know, I've talked to so many different women that have experienced different things, and and we're all like most most people that really they have a a family. Okay, when you have two children, four children, if you have a family, uh, you really want to keep your family together. And most women don't want to they don't want to end the marriage, you know. And I've I have met many 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 women that. Uh, follow this. And we don't know when to quit. We, we actually don't. I mean, look at the celebrities. Celebrities go through the same problem. Sharon uh, Osborne, you know, is, is definitely, you know, look at Ozzy. I mean, he's completely, like, desirable for who he is today, you know? I mean, he's a rock star. So she didn't want to let him go, and they're still together.
1: All right, so the fantasy of marriage... Uh, and uh, growing old and sitting on the park bench and and dancing into the sunset just didn't work out. Right. Okay, and it was kind of a, a lingering, long separation and and that's fine and during the course of the separation you had a couple of experiences that really hurt you oh that uh that were painful that were unnecessary you didn't need to have these experiences these were unnecessary they didn't benefit you no or or the separation or anything no they were brought about by what Lenny v they were brought about by the devil thank you okay go ahead and describe a couple of more uh uh, interesting, bizarre experiences that happened when you're trying to gracefully, uh, you know, wrap things up.
2: Yeah. Well, you know, sometimes when you're trying to wrap things up, it doesn't. It goes south uh, in denial. And two people that have been together for a long period of time, and you know, one thing leads to another. It's like, well, you know, they don't. They don't want to see their family. Uh, and just as much as you don't want to see the family end and you want to keep things, to, you know, it's there's some attachment that you can't really understand, but it's still there. It's, it's, when it's you, fun. Especially when you're together with somebody for like years and years and years and years, and, right?
1: And don't females have a, a particular instinct? They know when other females are around. Oh, they? yeah.
2: Exactly. <laughs> and so, you know, the... The male who cheats on, you know, like, let's say the female is basically not cheating and she wants to keep her ma- marriage together and the the male started the process, right, of cheating with another person. If he's lying to the other person, he's driving that other person crazy. So that other person can go crazy and take it out on your kids, take it out on the wife, uh, take it out on anybody and um i was the victim in that case of you know having some crazy woman wrinkled bag attack me yeah so she attacked you
1: you so she
2: mentally physically uh you know attacked my and again
1: you know and again we're not here to to try to extrapolate uh why okay under what circumstances bottom line is you were attacked right you know she entered the sanctity of the family unit And uh, and attacked you and had an effect on you, had an effect on your children. Yes. Okay. And she didn't care. Was that God or the devil?
2: Oh, she was definitely satanic. I didn't say
1: she. (laughs) By the way, that's just not fair. And by the way, come on, let's be clear about this. All right. There's very, very few bad people. Most people are not bad people. We just do bad things, okay? We're capable of, of being a channel of bad Mm-hmm. We're capable of being an instrument of evil. Yes, there's no question about that. And the devil, and Satan, is really good at using him and her and it, right, and putting them in the wrong place at the wrong time just to hurt us, right. And uh, you know, you were you were attacked by this person, correct? Okay, um, in early recovery, recovery being you were trying to save your marriage, right? How about that for recovery? Mm-hmm. You're trying to recover your marriage,
2: right? Yeah, but she wasn't going to let that happen because she was afraid and her fear was causing causing problems. I mean, yeah. that's the devil. Is her fear of like losing, you know, a person that she wanted to have her hooks all over.
1: Do you think so. it would have been different if she had come to you and said, "Hey Lenny, can't we all just get along and share this guy?" <laughs> what do you think uh, you know something i'm being totally serious and and what i was describing just now was approaching a very delicate subject from a place of faith Mm -hmm. instead of a place of fear Mm -hmm. okay fear that we're going to lose something that we have or fear that we're not going to possess and gain something that we that we covet and we desire so um Anyway, that was a rhetorical question. You didn't have to uh, answer that. But uh, yeah, do you have any other um, interesting, um, evil experiences? Um, you mean uh,
2: about our nasty stained panties that were like in the bed?
1: I'm sorry. You want to repeat that?
2: Well, you know, I mean, every woman fears like some kind of sign that their their husband is not being faithful. Uh huh. So one of the situations that had occurred, besides me getting personally attacked by this crazy person, was that her nasty stained panties were in the bed. And I'm not talking menstrual cycle. I'm talking about, like, something else that was okay. nasty. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah.
1: So, so anyway, uh, so there was a, uh, a trophy. There was a, 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 a record of her... Of her um, uh, Moth-bitten uh, of, panties, of, Yeah. Uh, <laughs> That was a record of her um, violating the sanctity of the family unit. Yes. And was that God or was that the devil?
2: Oh, it was definitely the devil passing through her. Yeah,
1: Yeah. so there you go, man, you know. Mm -hmm. And uh, I don't want to be so graphic, but, you know, did God leave those panties in your bed or did the devil? Never mind. (laughs) Never mind. (laughs) Moving right on. Hey, if you're just joining us, I'm Toby C. And we're in the middle of a long segment here with Lenny V., talking about evil resistance and early recovery. And and what I want to do for the balance of this segment here is um, is I want to talk about uh, the demon of grief. I read this book called John. It's in this book called the Holy Bible. I don't know. It's got a bunch of different books. And it talked about there being four demons. There's four demons out there. Wow. The demon of grief pleasure the demon of desire the demon of fear and the demon of grief there was let me ask you this lenny v did you mourn the loss of of this beautiful marriage and this beautiful life that you worked so hard to cultivate and to create you had two beautiful children that came out of it you know You know, you guys were in this for the long haul, and it didn't work out, did it?
2: No. And
1: and and did it disappoint you?
2: Of course.
1: And and did you did you grieve? Yes, I did. Lenny, maybe you're still grieving, but but seriously, you know, you did grieve, didn't you? Yeah. And and sadness is okay, but grief, at what point is is enough grief? The problem with grief is is it draws so much attention to us. Right, and every time we're drawing attention to ourselves, we're taking away attention and glory to a power greater than ourselves.
2: You know, there's a there's these you know the stories um, Grimm's tales. No, Grimm ta- Grimm's tales is uh, fairy tales. The first fairy tales that ever came out. Oh, okay. And they you know Cinderella's in them. Um, there's some other, you know, fairy tales that are in there too, and they tell a dark story of Cinderella. Mm-hmm. Cinderella, the 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 stepmother um, went through a really bad divorce, and so that's she had a lot of anger built up in her, and so when she married the second, fa- you know, her Cinderella's father, he passed away, and he she made Cinderella a slave, right?
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So. <clears throat> Um, I really believe that these stories kind of circulate throughout time, you know, um,
1: timeless and universal, and,
2: and, and the, the woman that attacked me, that was my husband's playmate or whatever Uh the hell you call her, right. right? Um, she went through a really bitter divorce and she was really angry at Ah, her husband.
1: Thank you. And she may have been transmuting anger. And taking it out on you.
2: Exactly. And
1: you better believe it, Lenny V. She was a channel. She was an instrument of evil, wasn't she? She was.
2: And she basically was just like out to just ruin my life.
1: Absolutely. And if not you, somebody else, man.
2: Exactly. It's
1: called misdirected anger. Exactly. Have you ever experienced misdirected anger before? I have. Yeah. Of course we all have. Right. And And anger, by the way... I'm pretty sure anger is one of the seven deadly sins. Yeah. There it is. Well, and there's once, your
2: ghost story, there's Toby. There's your ghost story, yeah. man. Isn't that a good you one? Know, this
1: woman, she opened herself up to anger. She accepted Satan because of her openness to anger and that sinful behavior and attitude. And that anger and that evil was transmuted and it attacked you. Yeah. And it hurt you. And, and that check is, this out. And she that, told
2: my husband, uh-huh, right, Yeah. that she mourned her. Her lifestyle with her ex-husband, even though she wasn't attracted to him,
1: so she was grieving too. Exactly, she she was possessed by the demon of grief.
2: Exactly,
1: I love it. I love it. There's your
2: ghost story. What
1: a revelation! Right? Wow. When we come back, Lenny V, we're going to wrap up this two-hour show with one more final segment, and you know, I call it the synthesis. You know the the, the thesis is that we all want to get better and we want to stop suffering. The antithesis is that the devil and evil wants to keep us from getting better, wants to keep us from being happy, joyous, and free. And now what we're going to do in the next segment, Lenny V, is we're going to take the, the thesis and the antithesis and we're going to synthesize it into a takeaway message. What do you think about that?
2: Sounds great. <laughs>
1: i bet it does
2: it's your show
1: (laughs) all right stay tuned i'm toby c the name of the show is called the fourth dimension we talk about evil resistance and early recovery and we're mashing out our number two the final segment coming up with lenny v be right back
0: A little uncomfortable then you're right where you belong in the fourth dimension with Toby C
1: mashing out our number two with Lenny D Lenny yes Toby have you enjoyed the past couple of hours with me I think it's yeah, been kind of fun been good yeah, very like therapeutic the- very entertaining a little risque a little risque so you know We're talking about the devil, we're talking about evil, the antithesis of God, blah, 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 you know. You always hear people in recovery saying, no, God did for me what I could not do for myself. Has that been your experience, Lenny? Have you you acquired and developed a closer relationship with the God of your understanding through recovery?
2: Yes, I believe I have. I I actually love um the church that I have attended for a long time but you know I pulled back for a while and I think it was because of you know my um because of my breakup with my husband we were used to going as a family so I pulled back for a long period of time and then I I just kind of didn't know where to turn
1: were you were you angry at God a little bit when? Never. Never. Okay. Never. Good. I need you to qualify that. That's Never. Yeah, I don't think anger was part of your deal. No. I think, uh, maybe a little envy.
2: Yeah. I but, don't uh, believe that. <laughs> That's not me. Um, like
1: but really kind of, kind of tying it all in now, you know, what do you think the takeaway here is, uh, uh, for you and your experience in early recovery and, and all that you've been through? What do you think?
2: Uh, I think that that I have a deeper understanding of my maker uh, being in recovery. I have a deeper understanding um, to accept a program that is, is proven to work, and if you work it. And, uh, you know, my healing has gotten a lot easier uh, since I've attended a program for over a year now. So, um I trust in my higher power more. You know, and before I I was I was always we it's it's more comfortable it's more comfort comfortable, sorry. It's more comfortable to be in control of things. At least that's what we've felt comfortable with, right? Yeah.
3: You we know.
2: learn that behavior. Like if I'm not in control of this, then it could go, you know, if I'm not controlling it, it, it it's not going to go right.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Whereas if I'm not so Intense or like forceful of you know trying to make something um, that's not it's just letting you're, go is, is a lot des- easier.
1: You're describing <clears throat> practicing faith, right? You're describing letting go and and knowing deep down in your heart that it's all gonna work out. And it wasn't always that way, was it? No, it was there was a lot of fear, and we know now today. That fear is, is. the the what, the devil. Thank you, <laughs> and faith is, God. There you go, and it's that simple. Right. It's that simple. You know, they say keep it simple in recovery. You know, but uh, we always want to complicate it. You know, and, and there it is. That uh, do you think a God of your understanding loves you today, Lenny V? Do you think God? You know, do you think God could have made things a lot worse for you? You know, of course, He's, he saved yeah. you and loved you, kept you right there in the bosom of Abraham. But mm-hmm. for some reason, we are tested, and the devil tests us for sure yeah. when we open ourselves up to to the evil resistance that we encounter in early recovery. And um, and you're certainly no exception, nor am I. You know, and I. What do you think is a good takeaway for for a woman? who might be in early recovery, living at home with their elderly parents and maybe a couple of grown children, just trying to make ends meet until we kind of get our groove on again. What do you think is a good takeaway message for for somebody who's listening about staying away from the devil? What do you think?
2: Um, Find yourself a good recovery group. Start reading um, Healing, Something That Can Heal You. Uh, good messages, good affirmations for the day. Uh, those things have helped me um, stay around positive people, and uh, you know, go out and enjoy you know something of the day. You know, just embrace like the mornings, and and that has been a big healing element for me.
1: You describe the group, Linny. Yeah. You described the group and, and the group is where God can express himself Through the group
2: Correct. Unity is. is like
1: and fellowship And does the devil want you to be in the group?
2: No the He devil, wants you to be isolated
1: Absolutely Amen There's the takeaway Find the group Stay close to the group And pay close attention to the devil Because he might be sitting right next to us waiting for us to make a wrong decision so he can amplify and magnify our misery of our self-centered, fear-driven decisions. Amen on that. Yeah. V, thank you so much.
2: Oh yeah, thanks for having me, Toby.
1: You mashed it out, I really appreciate it. All right. All right, Uh, this is Toby C, wrapping up two hours with Lenny V on a show called The Fourth Dimension, talking about evil resistance that so many of us encounter in early recovery. Come back soon and enjoy us for another show with Toby C. on the Fourth Dimension.
3: Message, then please visit us at itmtoby.com.